Welcome back to News and Views. Tyler Axis filling in for Joel Heidkamp. Uh, yesterday during my afternoon show on the eastern side of the News and Views network, I was handed uh, from our news team that the Supreme Court has agreed to decide whether former President Donald Trump can be prosecuted on charges he interfered in the 2020 election. Of course, this is presidential immunity. That's what he's been claiming, uh, well, for quite some time, that he had a right to do this and a variety of other things that are being challenged in the legal system. And I want to learn a little bit more about this and quite frankly, just the 2024 election in general. To do that, we had reached out to Aaron Doherty, a politics reporter at Axios, covering this election and more. Aaron, welcome to News and Views. Thank you so much for having me. The uh, decision, I've seen the banter back and forth of people saying, well, they shouldn't do this. Well, yeah, they should when it comes to presidential immunity. Their decision is they, in fact, will take this up, and the timeline has a lot of people wondering. But I'm curious what you're hearing about the Supreme Court decision. Right. So former President Trump's team celebrated the decision by the Supreme Court to take up his claims of presidential immunity. Um, That is likely because Trump's team has one of their kind of chief defense Uh, defense mechanisms through his legal peril this year has been to try to delay as many of his cases um, as long as possible with the idea that if he is elected president, he may be able to throw some of these cases out. And so they may never reach a conclusion. Um, So this is happening yesterday, you know, with the Supreme Court's decision yesterday to take up his presidential immunity arguments. It's a big blow to Jack, special counsel Jack Smith, who has pushed to have this federal 2020 election case go to trial short um, as soon as possible. So the Supreme Court is going to start hearing arguments on presidential immunity um, at the end of April. And so the earliest that we may see a trial, if the Supreme Court does reject Trump's claim, would be summer or fall. And so that makes it unlikely um, or, or difficult to imagine a scenario in which the, the outcome of the federal 2020 election case is decided before November. That's uh, exactly what I was expecting, that there was some celebration going on, sh- popping of champagne bottles because the delay tactic has been, uh, I think, pretty apparent. And certainly to have this decision and this time frame, I mean, this is kind of seemingly the game plan all along, is if we push back and you know, chances are that we can, in fact, win back this thing, well, we might be able to wipe our hands of this. I'm curious, uh, and forgive me that I don't have this written down, this is the case in which one of his attorneys, meaning Donald Trump's, basically made the argument that as a president, when asked if, well, you have a disagreement with your political opponent, you could have him with SEAL Team 6, right? Is this that case? Um, yes, so that was during oral arguments. Yeah. He indicated that during oral arguments, um, I believe, uh earlier this year yeah and i wanted to make sure that our listeners were reminded of that because that's how extreme this uh, decision could potentially go now in the hands of the supreme court the time frame of this uh you know i mean is what it is i'm not going to ask you about the the supreme court itself i've got some opinions on that but this now i think kind of allows more of the campaigning to go on i know this is just the latest blip of uh, the Supreme Court, the legal challenges. But as far as the campaign itself, meaning Donald Trump's, with all the legal challenges, has it really slowed down that campaign at all? Um, No, definitely not. And if anything, um, there's been indications that 
throughout the Republican primary, his numerous legal troubles and developments have actually kind of helped him sort of on his march to the Republican nomination. Um, Polling and fundraising numbers have shown that in the immediate aftermath of either an indictment or a development related to his legal trouble, he's actually, his support has actually grown. And so in the Republican primary, Trump has sort of used these courtroom appearances, both voluntary and required, to turn them into something of a campaign stop. We've seen him show up in the Manhattan courthouse multiple times where he has seized on cameras positioned outside courtrooms um, to make kind of, you know, uh, speeches that are are trying to kind of encourage his, his supporters to show that that these these criminal cases against him are unfair. And so so far, these cases and have, you know, haven't seemed to distract him from the trail um, in terms of uh, in terms of the, what he's been able to do to appeal to his his supporters. Obviously, he's also appearing to be um, close to closing in on the Republican nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, but so going forward, I do think, though, as he looks ahead to the general election, where he will need to win over voters who aren't necessarily as, um, you know, a, who are a bit more moderate or who may have, who may not be um, 100% committed to, to him, he'll have to grapple with how he's going to play these legal troubles going forward um, in a November to, to, to win over the kind of the broader beast in November. Well, it, it's it's pretty telling the selling the mugshot that has never surrender on it after he surrendered to authorities and it, it's working. I, I mean, how they're making those pieces connect, I don't understand it, but somehow along the way, uh, their their fundraising and the favorability amongst the Republican base is, is growing. With that said, those legal challenges that keep mounting got to pay for it. There is uh you know three hundred plus million in one area. There is you know all these other settlements that are now are not judgments, I guess I should say. And with the Republican Party shifting towards him more, and the RNC change, is there any fear? I, I ask this because Nikki Haley, who's the only a contender against Donald Trump right now is calling on the RNC to to make it known that they are not going to be paying for his legal fees being Donald Trump. Have you heard anything on this, Aaron? Yeah, so the RNC still hasn't indicated what they will do, um, but you're right that I think a big challenge going forward for Trump is his financial situation. Um, we've seen in past financial reports that he has spent millions of dollars through his affiliated committees to battle these legal fights. And so I do think going forward, if he once if and when he clinches the Republican nomination, he will get the backing, at least from the Republican National Committee, at least to help run his campaign. Um, but something that complicates that is the RNC also ended 2023 with pretty bad financial numbers. Um, they had one of their worst fundraising years in a in a in a few years. And so between Trump and the RNC both, they both are going to have to be facing these, you know, uphill battle to, one, amass a strong war chest against President Biden's re-election efforts, and two, balance that with how they're going to also continue to fight these legal cases. Aaron Doherty, our guest with Axios, political reporter on the 2024 campaign. Uh, Final question I have before I let you go. Uh, Today, uh, both candidates, both frontrunners, the current president, uh, Joe Biden, pardon me, and Donald Trump are going to be at the border has the Joe Biden campaign and uh, the White House uh, fully grasped, I think, kind of the the public reaction about what they're seeing at the border? I think so. I think we've seen a shift in recent weeks from the Biden campaign um, to kind of be more aggressive in their at least 
talk, you know, rhetoric surrounding the border and actions. Um, and so I do think that this sign, that this visit coming today by President Biden, which is his second as president, is a sign that the campaign is kind of going more on the aggress- uh, um, g- going more um, aggressive in terms of how they're handling the border. And so obviously we've also seen that immigration is a key issue in 2024. And so I do think that this split screen we're going to see later today with both President Biden and former President Trump heading to the southern border kind of foreshadows how this issue is going, likely going to continue to play out um, until November. All right, Ella, I got one more question about uh, the president being there. Have you heard any rumblings? Is this just going to be a, I don't know if I want to call it a photo opportunity, but is there any indication that maybe an executive order or any uh, official action is going to happen today from the White House? Um, there hasn't been anything to um, to indicate that he will announce his executive order. And the, the Biden campaign has said that the, the, the visit today is likely going to focus on um, urging Senate to, their Senate to pass by the bipartisan border security agreement um, and speak about kind of further actions. But the executive order is unlikely to come today, from my understanding. Very good. Aaron Doherty, our, our guest. Aaron, you stay safe on the campaign trail. I appreciate your time here on News and Views. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You take care.